postmodern and post-Christian are both terms that the, the church seriously needs to retire. We're going to the world to tell them who we are, and we're not going to the world to present who God is. The world in which so much is focused on building walls and keeping people out. An alternative way to live is to live by... It's almost like raising up a white flag and saying, ah, it's all the secular people's fault, and no one's listening or coming to our evangelistic how can we redesign Adventism to be effective at reaching emerging Western culture? That's what the Story Church podcast is all about. Adventism redesigned. Hey everyone, it is Pastor Marcus, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Story Church podcast. Today we are doing Deconstructing the Adventist Worship Wars bonus episode. Ah, why are we doing a bonus episode? The reason why we're doing a bonus episode is because we're not doing a normal episode. And the reason why we're not doing a normal episode is because Maxwell Aka is currently on an adventure, traveling the cosmos in his spaceship and uh, visiting his friends in lands far, far away. So he was unfortunately out of reach uh, of our uh, bandwidth and I was unable to interview him for this week and uh, the week before which obviously we've uh, not had an episode in over a week now uh, I, I was actually super sick you guys I was laying in the fetal position on my couch watching Netflix I was in no condition to be recording a podcast so um, <laughs> so I apologize thank you for your patience um, and thank you also for all the people who have been messaging super excited about this podcast series it has been an absolute honor and a pleasure and we're still not done we still got quite a bit more to cover uh, including uh, one of the episodes that I'm really, really, really excited about, and that's Ellen White's relationship to this whole conversation. We're going to look at Adventist history, and uh, that's going to be a ton of fun. Um, I do want to let you guys know that if you have any specific questions related to the content that we've been covering, we are going to do a question and answer episode at the very end of all this. So just email me your questions, all right? Go to uh, your email and email me at Pastor Marcus. That's M-A-R-C-O-S, not U-S. So technically it's Pastor Mark O's um, at thestorychurchproject.com. Uh, send me your questions there and I will drill Maxwell Aka with your, uh, with your questions on, on that. So um, yeah, just email them there and then we will do that special episode at the end, Q&A episode, where we'll cover and answer any particular questions that you have that maybe we haven't been able to cover or that maybe we haven't been able to expand on quite as much as, as, as you need. Um, now, for today's episode, this is a bonus episode. I wanted to put this one in here because I recognize that, um, you know, with me being sick last week and not recording and Max being uh, on a, a, out um, this week and, and not recording, I didn't want to leave you guys uh, simmering in silence for another week. So in this bonus episode, what I want to do is I want to offer you guys extra resources that you can get your hands on right now uh, to begin unpacking and learning even more about this in more depth than Max and I can even cover in this series. And so that's what I want to do. I'm going to give you guys uh, some videos that you can watch, a uh, book that you can read, uh, excellent book uh, that I recommend the most, and two PDF downloads as well. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce each one of those, uh, explain them a little bit, and if you want to get your hands on them, make sure you go to thestorychurchproject.com and I will have on the very website at the very top there will be a little bar that will pop up uh, a little announcement bar and that announcement bar will have the link 
to this podcast episode uh, page. So that way um, you can get the links to everything I'm going to be sharing in this episode. You just go to that, click on that little bar. It'll take you to the link with all the other links, essentially. So I'm not going to be giving you links on here because that's kind of annoying. Um, but if you just go to the storychurchproject.com, uh, click on that little announcement bar and uh, head over to the Deconstruction, the Avenue's Worship Wars um, bonus episode page, uh, you will have all the links direct to everything I'm going to mention in this episode there. All right, cool. So with all that out of the way, allow me to recap the reason why we're even doing this season to begin with. As we've said from day one of this season, uh, this has nothing to do with telling churches what they should or shouldn't be singing. Uh, and our vision isn't that every single Adventist church um, will begin playing Hillsong by the end of the year. That's, that's never been the goal of this particular series. What we wanted to do is um, actually take the opportunity to show how the worship wars that we are fighting are actually symptomatic of deeper issues, deeper, much more significant issues than musical taste, right? Uh, and so we've talked about the racial impact that undergirds the worship wars, uh, the Eurocentric impact that undergirds the worship wars, and so much more. I mean, we've talked about so many things, and these assumptions impact the worship wars, but they also impact our ability to effectively engage our emerging post-church culture. And so what we need to do is we need to deconstruct a lot of these assumptions and, and take them to the foot of the cross and ask ourselves seriously, is this idea or this ideology rooted in the heart of God or is it rooted in the power plays that define our fallen societies? And I would argue that virtually everything that undergirds the worship wars, as we know them today, is rooted in ideas that come out of power struggles, racial wars that are fundamentally um, the products of our fallen societies, of people uh, struggling for supremacy and struggling for power and control in the political and social space. And so what happens is when we don't think deeply about these things and we merely allow these things to enter into the church, what we now have is a generation or maybe multiple generations of pastors preaching very holy sounding sermons with lots of theological jargon and Bible verses, thinking that they are proclaiming the unadulterated word of God without realizing that literally everything they're saying is adulterated. It is a mingling of the message of scripture with ideologies that are rooted in power struggles in fallen society. And so we need to take the time to ask those questions. Where do these things come from? Where do these assumptions come from? Why, why are we saying these things? And, and, and why are we bringing these things into the text and then allowing, you know, or, or really um, redefining what scripture is saying in order to suit this very, uh, at least in our experience, in our context, this very Eurocentric, racially driven vision of music. Uh, and that's really been fundamentally what this season's all about. But you'll find, as we have said, that this is about more than music as well. I mean, this is about how we engage culture all together. And I'm not going to repeat that because we've talked about that so much. There's no need for me to repeat that in this episode. Um, so what I want to do now 
that I've summarized why we're doing this to begin with is I want to take a moment to now uh, offer you guys some resources that you can tap into and begin to explore and deepen your understanding and your knowledge of this tension and how to develop a, you know, reasonable and balanced and, uh, and, and redemptive conclusions that not only uh, allow our churches and our culture as Adventists to be a more uh, healthy, inclusive, and balanced space, but also empower a new generation of disciple makers who are able to reach out into a diverse world with diverse cultures and reach them with the message of Jesus and no additives, none of these cultural additives, none of this noise that we add to that, none of these traditions and these assumptions that we bring to the table, just Jesus, just the power of the gospel, just the beauty of who he is. That's really fundamentally what this is about. Um, so, okay, so here are a few resources that you can check out. And I, I think it's good that we do this because, you know, I mean, it's no secret that historically and even up to the present day, there are, um, uh, you know, there are ministries and there are influencers within the Adventist economy who who kind of build their fame on um, on attacking uh, contemporary Christian worship music or attacking any sort of form of contemporary music and, you know, sort of like the hymns only type of crowd. Um, and they've got DVDs and they've got books and they've got sermons and stuff. And so, you know, a lot of times we're listening to that stuff and we're like, you know what? I fundamentally know that something is off here, but I don't really, I don't have the expertise to really be able to combat it or disrupt it. Uh, and so that's why I want to offer these resources because there's actually a lot of really good stuff that, presents the other side of the coin that, that you can learn from and explore and deepen your understanding. Now, the list that I'm going to give you is not exhaustive. This isn't everything that's out there. In fact, in the coming episodes, as Max and I continue to record, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to talk to him and say, hey, Max, what do you recommend? And we're going to have more recommendations that you can add to your list of things that you can search and, and, and deepen your knowledge in. So this is just the beginning. This is a, a very small list. I'm just going to give you guys six things. Uh, and then in the future, we'll add some more to that. All right. So without further ado, um, here are my recommended resources for further exploration in the theme of deconstructing the Adventist worship wars. The very first one um, should come as, as, as no surprise. And the person who is, uh, who is behind, the mastermind who is behind this very first resource should be no stranger to you now because his name is actually... Maxwell Aka, who is the guy um, who is recording this podcast season with me. Now, uh, what you, most of you might not know is that Maxwell Aka actually began filming a, a video series titled Reframe Adventist Worship Series. And, um, and that's actually how I first encountered Maxwell. And I actually messaged him and said, hey, man, I'd love to interview you for the podcast because I love what you're saying on this video series. Uh, and you can actually watch that video series online. Now, it's not complete. Uh, there, is more, there are more videos coming out. I think he's only got four out at the moment. And there's a few more that he's going to be making 
in the future. Uh, but you can watch the first few that he has that explores a lot of what we've been talking about, but it gives you that visual element, right? And allows you to, to really follow it along with that uh, added layer of, of the visual experience. So if you go again to that link that I told you about on the storychurchproject.com, you click the bar at the very top, it'll take you to this link. You'll see the recommended resources for further exploration list. And the very first item on there is reframe Adventist worship series with Maxwell Aka. You click that link, it will take you directly to his YouTube channel, which uh, uh, is called, I believe, Bible. Uh, it will take you directly to that YouTube channel, uh, to the playlist that has all the videos under Reframe Adventist Worship Series, and you can sit back and enjoy. The guy is super talented at making video content. It's super engaging, super fun to watch. Uh, so definitely check that out. Uh, I think you guys will really, really enjoy that. Uh, the second one that I want to recommend that is on that list as well is the series Mere Adventism by David Ashrick and Jeffrey Rosario. I can't remember if Ty Gibson's in that one or not. Um, anyways, this was a series that was done at um, GYC some years ago. And it was a series where they actually were pretty bold in challenging a lot of these assumptions within the church, including the topic of music. They challenged that within this series. Uh, and to my knowledge, there was quite a bit of um, an uproar as a result of <laughs> these guys doing the mere Adventism series at GYC, because we, we all know that GYC is uh, sort of like tends to carry the conservative torch. Uh, when it comes to these topics. And so it was kind of uh, disruptive to have guys, especially influential guys like Jeffrey and, and, and David, uh, sharing a series where they actually said, yeah, look, when it comes to this topic, here's the bottom line. And here, you know, like, and they don't go into it a ton. But what I love about the Mere Adventism series is that it touches on a lot of the issues that Maxwell and I are trying to tackle in our own podcast series. Uh, it tackles them in different ways. Uh, really looking at, you know, like if you could take Seventh-day Adventism and put it on a table and with all of the noise that we've added to it, all of the extra elements that we've added to it, what would it look like if you knocked all of those extra elements off the table and you were just left with the naked, raw Adventism, the biblical Adventism, what would that look like? What would be left if we got rid of all our man-made assumptions and traditions and cultural phenomena that we have siphoned into this movement? Uh, it is a remarkable series on a number of fronts, and I highly recommend it. And uh, one of the uh, resources that I'll recommend just a little bit later on is actually a PDF um, conversation between David Ashrick and, uh, and Eugene Pruitt uh, who contacted David after they did this series at GYC, uh, concerned about what David was sharing. And so they had this really amicable and beautiful conversation in regards to their convictions on the topic of music. And, and I'll talk about that a little bit more later. But definitely check out the Reframe Adventist Worship War series. Um, it, is, it is there. Just click the link. Listen to the whole series. I cannot stress to you just how incredibly amazing the entire thing is totally, totally worth listening to. All right. The third video that or the third resource that is on that list is um, by Professor Philip Uhl. Uh, I hope I pronounced that properly. His, his surname is spelled E-W-E-L-L. -L. Um, so Uhl or Uhl, I'm not sure. Um, but Philip Uhl is, uh, is a professor who has been really vocal in the conversation over music theory and white supremacy. 
And Maxwell Aka and I have talked about this quite a bit in our series. And so now you can actually go and uh, check out this video by Professor Philip Wool on, on making music theory anti-racist. And, and so what he does is he explores the white supremacist underpinnings of European slash Western music theory. And this is super important for a number of reasons that we've already discussed on the podcast. Uh, one of them being that the assumption that Western music theory is somehow holy or sacred and all other music theories are deficient is in itself a racial assumption, right? It is a it is an assumption based on supremacist tendencies, uh, cultural supremacist tendencies, um, and racial supremacist tendencies. And so, what Philip Uhl does in this video that that I have linked here is just expand on that a bit. I don't think he's written any books. I could be wrong about that. Make sure you do some research because if he wrote a book, it would be amazing. But at least a video will give you some good insight. And he's not the only one. There's other videos on YouTube. Um, with other musicians who talk about this phenomenon of uh, music theory and its and how deeply interlaced it actually is with concepts like white supremacy um, throughout its history. Uh, so make sure you check that one out uh, because this is huge. This is perhaps one of the deepest issues that underlies the worship wars is the assumption that, you know, not to be not to be crass here, it's just the easiest way to express it, the, the assumption that the only right way, to worship God is the white way, right? Now, is the European sort of Anglo uh, white worship beautiful in its own right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think Max and I have uh, gone to lengths to really express our appreciation for the European worship style. Like I love hymns, man, and uh, I love European music. I think it's I think it's beautiful. That's not the issue, and that's not the problem. The problem is that when we go on and assume, oh, this style of music right here is the only thing God approves of, right? Uh, that's where we get into into issues that really rub shoulders with with white supremacy and racist ideology. Uh, and so, so many times, man, people on the pulpits preaching this stuff, they, they think they're holding the line for the holiness of God, and really all they're doing is promoting these white supremacist ideologies. Are they doing it on purpose? Probably not. Um, uh, I'm sure maybe some of them are, but are all of them doing this on purpose? Do they have this nefarious, you know, agenda? I don't think so. Uh, I think people are generally engaging this conversation to the utmost um, of sincerity. But if we're not aware and informed on where uh, these ideas come from, we can end up perpetuating injustice and and lies that are damaging to our mission um, and to the character of God, while thinking we're doing Him. Uh, a service, right? And and we we don't want to be we don't want to be those guys. Okay, so those are the three resources there. Um, the next one is a book. Now, this isn't the only book on the topic, but it is perhaps the best book I've ever read on the topic. It's titled "In Tune with God" by Lillian Dukan. Um, Lillian Dukan is a professor of music, I believe, at Andrews University, which is one of the things I love about this. Because a lot of the people throughout the past that I have heard um, attacking contemporary Christian music or different styles of, of, uh, of, of, of gospel music or worship music um, are usually not musicians, right? Like, oh, I used to work at a radio station. Well, that doesn't make you a musician. Or I used to be in a music group, right? Like that, that doesn't, you know, you might be musical um, and you might have musical talent, but that doesn't make you a musician in the fullest sense of the term, right? Like I was in a band, 
in my early 20s. Um, I played guitar, I sang, um, and I consider myself a musician in that sense, but I'm not a musician in an academic sense. I don't understand music theory. I never went to school and studied music. I was self-taught. Um, I just picked up a guitar and learned how to play the right chords and strings and played songs that I liked. Um, and so, you know, sometimes you'll have people who will come into this conversation and say, oh, I used to play this instrument or I used to be in this band. And that therefore makes me a, a, a infallible authority on this topic. And it's just not true. All right. Um, having someone who has an expertise in this field, who's actually like a musical like academic and who understands music theory and who teaches this stuff. And, you know, this is their this is their expertise is a really amazing breath of fresh air and so Lilian Dukan um, wrote this book in tune with God the link is on the on the um, that same little, little page I told you guys to check out uh, but you can also just find it on Amazon in tune with God by Lilian Dukan it is absolutely like incredible book is so well done um, really really beautifully written and really balanced and it really knocks down a lot of the myths um, that undergird the the worship wars so definitely worth a read if you want to deepen your knowledge of this conversation and you want to like have a, a broader perspective a more balanced panoramic perspective you can't um you can't ignore lillian dukan's in tune with god it's just essential um okay so the next thing that i want to recommend is a pdf you can download it on your phone right now uh, by going to that link that I told you about and just download the PDF straight to your phone and you can read it. And this is the conversation that I told you guys just a little while ago between David Ashik and Eugene Pruitt. Uh, this conversation sort of took off after David Ashik had preached that series, um, uh, Mere Adventism at GYC, uh, where Eugene Pruitt reached out with concerns about what David Ashik was teaching, uh, particularly in terms of music. Uh, and so they had this big giant dialogue and um, it, was, it was a very amicable, di amicable dialogue and, um, you know, obviously both these guys really love Jesus and uh, they were challenging each other throughout. And then they decided at the end that they would make their conversation public uh, so others could read it and make up their own minds. So you'll get to see Eugene Pruitt's reasoning uh, from a very conservative perspective on music. Uh, and you'll get to see David Ashwick's reasoning from, you know, a different perspective, from a, from a more uh, culturally sensitive perspective on music. And, uh, and it's just a good dialogue, man. It's just, it's just really good and uh, definitely worth reading um, and, and worth, worth acknowledging both of these guys for, for being able to have this conversation and modeling to the rest of us how we can have this conversation in ways that are redemptive and, and, and kind, you know? That doesn't mean that there aren't some strong disagreements. There certainly are some really strong disagreements in this uh, conversation. Um, and, and there certainly are places where they just, you know, clash and definitely don't see eye to eye. And they're very clear on what those positions are. Uh, but overall, at least from my estimation, after having read this, I thought, hey, that was a cool conversation. Thank you guys for, for putting it out there um, and modeling how we can have these deep, conversations with wide wide difference of of thought and and background and perspective uh but still loving each other that's pretty cool um so again you can go straight to that link you can download that conversation and you can read the entire thing definitely worth a read really re really well done uh the final resource that i want to recommend uh, was written by a friend of mine who is a lawyer uh his name is stephen ferguson and he is uh one of the adventist um, church members here in Western Australia, where, where I live and pastor. 
And many years ago, I would say probably maybe around seven or eight years ago, uh, Stephen Ferguson, uh, who is just a brilliant thinker, he's got a degree in theology, um, and he's also a lawyer, a very profound thinker, a very, very deep person, asks really good questions, not the kind of guy who just, you know, you can, who's just going to buy what you say at face value, right? So Stephen Ferguson did what nobody else wanted to do. <laughs> Stephen Ferguson sat down and he watched the entire series, um, uh, what was it called? The Distraction Dilemma by Christian Berdahl. And those of you who are unfamiliar with that, Christian Berdahl, once again, um, like Eugene Pruitt, coming from a very conservative perspective on music, and in The Distraction Dilemma, uh, Christian Berdahl essentially, um, you know, attempts to make the same case that, you know, these music styles are bad and, you know, they're occult and they're pagan and we shouldn't be playing these drums or, you know, 4-4 four, four time signature, all, all those types of things. Um, Christian Berdahl uh, teaches in The Distraction Dilemma. And so what Stephen Ferguson did was he literally sat down and watched the entire series. And every time Berdahl would make a particular contention, uh, Steve would pause and he would do what he what a lawyer would do, right? He would research, right? He would dig up the information, um, and then he would explore that information and write down uh, his conclusion after having explored that information. And uh, it's it's just excellent. So it's literally a a a step by step um, rebuttal, essentially, of Berdahl's The Distraction Dilemma. And it's on PDF. You can download it on that same link, and you can check it out. You can read it. And uh, if anyone ever wants to get in, in touch with, uh, with Steve Ferguson and ask him some questions about that series, just let me know. Uh, or sorry about that, that PDF, just let me know. And I, I can ask him if he'd be keen for that. I, he usually is. Um, but it's really good because, uh, you know, uh, Steve also engages, even though this isn't a live conversation between him and Berdahl, um, he engages the content in a very redemptive and, and balanced way. Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't attempt to you know, be, be unfair. Obviously, in these conversations, there's always going to be a little bit of uh, feather ruffling, if that's uh, okay. Um, there's always going to be a little bit of, you know, uh, attention because these are ideas that are deeply, deeply painful for people, right? Like these are ideas that are, are deeply, deeply personal um, and that have undertones in ideologies that have been um, instrumental in the continued perpetual um, oppression of a particular group of people um, or particular groups of people that don't fit the Eurocentric mold. So there's certainly tension, right? Uh, and there's certainly uh, emotive um, emotive language or, or, or context that you will encounter as you read this. Uh, but nevertheless, I found that Stephen Ferguson really worked really hard to have a really balanced approach to affirm Berdahl in the areas where he saw agreement um, and then to challenge him in the areas where he found uh, that what was being promulgated was uh, unfair or, or um, yeah, just didn't stand the test of scrutiny, so to speak. So again, you can download that and read it. It's, it's really in-depth, you guys, and it's quite a long document because if you've seen The Distraction Dilemma, you know it's a pretty long series. And, uh, and Steve Ferguson literally <laughs> watched the whole thing and, and just responds bit by bit. Um, so definitely worth a read and worth sharing. I know people who watched The Distraction Dilemma and were like, oh man, you know, this was, you know, really... Uh, 
disconcerting and challenging and you know what should we do and then they read Stephen Ferguson's paper and they were like oh okay like that's a more balanced approach all right that that makes sense like we we can we can make a more informed decision now and so it's been really good in in helping people sort of in that in between um you know, make up their minds toward a more redemptive and, and balanced direction. Uh, are these resources going to conclusively convince someone who's already made up their mind about this conversation? Of course not. That's not a thing. That's not a thing in any field of work. Uh, if you've already made up your mind that, you know, uh, any music that has a beat or that is in 4-4 time signature or, or that is in 4-4 time signature or that... Um, you know, uh, isn't isn't Eurocentric that all those styles are bad and you've already made up your mind, you know, of course, there's not going to be anything that anyone can really say um, to, to rebut that. But if you're sort of in the middle and you're like, I've heard all this stuff, but I feel like I need more information from the other side to sort of weigh up um, the conversation and come to my own conclusion based on the facts coming from both sides, then these are going to be absolutely essential resources that you um, that you want to get your hands on. So head over to that link, you guys. Head over to that link. Check those resources out. And like I said, in the coming weeks, as Max and I record the upcoming episodes, there's going to be more resources that we'll share. This is certainly not the end of it. Remember, the Reframe Adventist Worship Series with Max Waka is not yet finished, so there's going to be new videos coming out on that as well. So subscribe to his channel so that you can um, know when you know the, the next episodes come out and get the notifications. I think that's what I was trying to say. You can get the notifications. Um, when the new episodes come out and uh and yeah and we'll share some more books and resources and, and things that you can explore and read and learn from and grow but ultimately i really hope that um this series has been a blessing instrumental in uh challenging some of these assumptions maybe for the first time you know i've had people messaging max and i saying you know for the first time in my life i feel like i finally have a resource that explores this with some good depth and uh, it's given me answers that I've been searching for for a long time. And uh, that's really exciting to hear that. Don't forget, if you have any questions, email me at pastormarcus at thestorychurchproject.com so that uh, we can include those questions in the Q&A episode at the very end of the series. And uh, until then, you guys, we're going to let you go so you can head over to that link, download those resources, get your hands on the book by Lillian Dukan, watch the videos and listen to the audio series by uh, David Ashrick and and Jeffrey Rosario. Um, so yeah, head over there. Enjoy that. You got so much there to keep you busy for a really long time. Uh, but next week, by God's grace, we will have the next episode of our series up and ready to go. I'm super excited uh, because uh, there's some incredible conversations coming your way in this topic. So thank you guys so much. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your messages. To the patrons, love you guys. Thank you so much for, for supporting this project. To those who've purchased the Bible study set, um, you know, the road, a journey through the narrative of scripture, thank you so much. Uh, to those who have been subscribing to um, the sphere of influence, thank you for that as well, guys. Uh, really exciting and, and really stoked to continue this journey with you all and to continue developing and challenging our church to to redesign in order to reach our post-church culture in in our in our post everything age right that's kind of where we're at right now okay guys thank you so much again i will catch you next week mm -hmm.